What makes the mountains move and the earth quake? We have all learned the answer to that question in science class. But what if there was something else? There are creatures in Norse folklore that are capable of not only moving mountains, but becoming one. These creatures come in many shapes and sizes and call the mountains and the forests home. Ugly and mean, they lurk at night, usually minding their own business. But pray you don't run into one, because in most cases, they hate humans. And in some cases, they gobble them up. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast where we discover the horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters, both ancient and modern. Today we are discussing the Troll, a cantankerous creature from Norse mythology. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com and be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave an honest review on iTunes too. The more we get, the more we grow, and hopefully, the more monsters we can explore. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-L-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook for information on future episodes. The phone was vibrating on the nightstand and the light from the screen gave the ceiling a faint purple glow. Ella groaned and rolled over, fighting the urge to cover her head with her pillow, to drown out the sound, until the phone stopped ringing. But she knew that was not an option. It was barely 3 a.m., and a call this early could be an emergency. It was peak tourist season in Norway, a time when travelers from all over the world made their way there to take in the beautiful mountainous scenery. It is also peak season for search and rescue because there are always those hikers who wander off the trails and would get lost, or those who were not careful and would fall off the ledges. Ella had become an emergency responder after getting lost herself as a teenager. She had grown up in Tisadal, Norway, and had known the area well, but had chosen to hike on her own during the spring of 2017. She was 18 and wanted to show her independence, and against her mother's protest, she set out to take the seven-hour hike to and from Trolltunga. Trolltunga was a legendary rock formation with a story told to the children of Norway by their parents and grandparents. It was said that trolls lived in the mountains but only came out at night because the sun would turn them to stone. A young troll longed to see the sunlight and didn't believe that the sun would hurt him. He thought it was a story told by the elders to keep young trolls in line. So early one morning before sunrise, he snuck to the edge of the cave where he lived and stuck his tongue out just as the sun peeked over the mountains. Unfortunately for him, he was wrong and was instantly turned to stone. That is how the formation got its name. Trolltunga means troll's tongue. Ella's hike had gone well until she had wandered off the path on the return trip and lost her way. She had been out there all alone until well after dark. 
It was cold and she had begun to think she may freeze to death until the emergency rescue team found her. That is when she decided that she wanted to go into that field of work herself. She studied at Nord University for three years to receive her bachelor's degree in paramedic science and landed a job working for Auda Emergency Central. After a year of working as a paramedic for the hospital, she signed up as a volunteer for the Norwegian Rescue Service. Ella answered the phone, and just as she expected, it was an emergency call. Three hikers had gone missing the day before, and they were calling in the entire search and rescue team. The weather in Norway during October could be unpredictable and dangerous, with sudden changes to the weather that could happen within just a few hours. By 4 a.m., Ella was at the airfield getting ready to board an air ambulance helicopter. She knew the other three members of the team from other rescues, but was especially happy to see Philip there. They had worked together at the hospital for the past year as partners. There wasn't much time for greetings as they were quickly briefed on the situation, and it was important to keep a certain mindset. After a quick nod at Philip, Ella focused on the team leader's words as he explained the situation. We have three people, two male, one female, in their early 20s from Quebec. They were reported missing shortly after dark yesterday. They are experienced hikers, but not experienced with Norway's weather. Every rescue is a special situation, but this one is more time sensitive than usual. There is a nasty cold front moving in from the north, and conditions are going to get dangerous fast. Minutes later, they were strapped into the helicopter and headed across the dark Norwegian sky towards the mountains. The wind was gusting so hard already that the helicopter seemed to bounce its way through the turbulent air. The pilot was flying the craft low when the mountains came into view. Searching for a safe place to land was proving difficult and snow had begun to fall, clouding their view. They finally found a clearing and were bringing the chopper down when something large emerged from the snow. To Ella, it looked like the earth itself had come to life and reached up towards the helicopter with a giant hand. It happened so fast, it was beyond comprehension. One minute they were landing, and the next, the helicopter was tumbling down the hillside. She thought she heard screaming as her body was jerked in every direction. The straps from her seatbelt dug into her painfully as glass and debris filled the air around her. Something hard hit her upside the head, causing her to see stars, before her body suddenly went limp. It was so cold, and Ella could not control her body's trembling. She seemed to snap to consciousness as everything came back to her at once. She opened her eyes and her heart began to race. She was trapped in the mangled mess of the crash. Looking around, she was able to locate the pilot and co-pilot. They seemed to be unconscious. Frantically, she struggled to unfasten the straps that held her in place. She hadn't realized that she was in a hanging position until she released herself and crashed onto the snow-covered ground. It took her breath away, but she quickly regained her senses. After a quick assessment of her own body to make sure she had no serious injuries, she crawled through the snow towards what was left of the cockpit. The pilot had cuts on his face, and one of his legs was obviously broken. 
Ella's training quickly took over as she began to check his vitals and form a plan of action. She checked the co-pilot next to decide who was in more urgent need of help. Her stomach turned and she swallowed hard when she couldn't find a pulse. It looked as if his chest may have been crushed on impact. Ella turned back to the pilot and began unfastening his restraints, but stopped when she thought she felt the cockpit shake. Afraid that the wreck may be unstable, she climbed out to get a look at the area, but she lost her balance when the earth quaked beneath her. She shook her head thinking that she was just dizzy, but her heart stopped in her chest when she heard a blood-curdling scream. Ella looked out across the snow that was illuminated by the lights from the helicopter that were somehow still glowing. What she saw next made no sense. She had to be hallucinating. She watched as a giant creature the size of a two-story house lumbered its way across the snow. That is when she saw one of the members of her team. His jacket was reflecting the light from the crash. She could tell that he was injured. The creature was making its way towards her injured comrade. Ella couldn't move. She found herself paralyzed with shock and fear. She watched helplessly while the injured man shielded his face as the giant brutish creature reached down and scooped him up like he was a rag doll. She could hear his bones crack as the creature crushed him in its grip. His screams turned from terror to agony and then he went silent. When the beast dropped his lifeless body, it landed with a sickening thud in the fresh snow. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 
Today, trolls sneak around social media waiting to harass and antagonize unsuspecting victims. It was no accident that these inflammatory internet users were called trolls. The name troll, which has roots in Norse mythology, is used to represent a variety of otherworldly beings in Nordic folklore and storytelling. The creatures might vary in appearance and traits, but they frequently exhibit both danger and stupidity. Historical texts often interchange the word troll to describe a number of magical beings. Later folklore has defined the troll as a more distinct creature. They often inhabit the wilderness and inhospitable places for humans, such as crevices, caves, and mountains, dense forests, and the ocean. Trolls are frequently mentioned in Norse mythology and even Scandinavian culture. Although they come in a variety of sizes and shapes, some are giants, some are dwarfs, and some even have several heads, all share a hideous aspect. They are almost all extremely ugly, but sometimes may resemble humans. The troll myth states that there are two different kinds of trolls. First, the troger, also known as Jotun or Jotul in Norwegian folktales. They were giants with ogre-like features. These malevolent beings who were at odds with the gods have a connection to the universe's beginnings. Trogers were thought to have turned hostile against Christians after Christianity was introduced. They burned every house of worship and even attacked clergymen. They are ideological legends in the history of the troll that discusses how mountains, lakes, craters, and rocks are formed. The Troblins are the second category of troll. They are regarded as Scandinavian trolls with larger personalities than their physical stature. They are considered to have been social within their tribes and build families even if they prefer to live alone. They like to cause problems for people, especially on Christmas Eve. Troblins are little. According to Norse mythology, they break into homes the night before Christmas and throw parties that cause havoc. There are numerous subcategories of trolls with various traits and appearances among these two sorts of trolls. Davrigubbin a formidable troll king was recognized as a figure in the 1867 poem Pier Gent by Henrik Ibsen. Dovergubben was characterized by his self-righteousness and narrow-mindedness. Another well-known troll who is described as a magical woman is Holdra. Holdra is described in a number of myths and folktales as a lovely young woman with human features but a cow-like tail. In Southeast Norway, she is rumored to manifest herself in the forest or mountains. Last but not least, there is Nokken, a vile and terrifying troll character. According to legend, these cunning characters would entice victims into the sea before drowning them. You won't have to worry too much about getting eaten by trolls if you get lost in the woods while exploring Norway's untamed terrain, but it's not out of the question. Norse mythology's trolls have voracious appetites and may consume anything from a stone to a person, but not usually adults. Folklore about trolls claims that they can eat anything that comes their way and have keen teeth. According to one rumor, they enjoy eating goats and misbehaving children. These odd and perilous beasts used to prowl freely across the mystical Norwegian highlands and woodlands. However, the trolls were only active at night and in the dark. 
because the sun was the only thing that could truly frighten a troll. The first rays of sun would turn them to stone if they didn't run for cover in time. That is why their faces and bodies are still visible carved into the rock faces, cliffs, and mountain slopes all around Norway. Troll's Tongue, or Trolltunga, is one of Norway's most recognizable sights. It is scenic and stunning. These spectacular views from above make the long climb, while a little hard, worthwhile. The unusual rock structure, known as Troll's Tongue or Trolltunga, is situated 3,600 feet above sea level. The formation, which hangs 2,300 feet over Lake Ringedalvatnet, is only a little more than 10,000 years old. This stunning hike is not to be missed if you enjoy adventure. It may require some previous planning. Trolltunga, according to legends, got its name from a cocky troll that believed he wouldn't turn into stone when the sun shined at him. The troll waited for the sun to appear while sticking his tongue out mocking it. The trolls maintain their prominent position in Norwegian culture and are crucial to your travels. Even souvenir shops are brimming with them. There are miniature figurines, postcards, and a variety of other items available with a troll theme. Additionally, every little region of the nation has at least one location bearing their name. Troll Mountain, Troll Valley, Troll Bay. The word troll has no clear definition. It may have originally meant supernatural or magical, with additional connotations of malignant or perilous added later. It also might indicate someone who behaves violently, which is another possibility. Trollery, according to ancient Swedish law, was a specific sort of sorcery with malicious intent. It should be noted that modern Scandinavian languages do not indicate any relationship with the legendary creatures when they use North Germanic terminology like trolldom or trolla. Additionally, troll can refer to any strange creature in the Norse mythological sources, not just the Norse giants. Trolls have appeared in many works of modern fiction, most often in the fantasy genre with classic examples being the portrayal of trolls in works such as Tolkien's Middle-earth or the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game. The Norwegian fairy tale, The Three Billy Goats Gruff, was compiled by Peter Christian F. Stansen and Ergen Moe and originally appeared in their Norsk Folkeventyr between 1841 and 1844. The first English rendition of the tale was included in George Webb Descent's 1859 publication of popular tales from the Norse, which included its translation of some of the Norsk folkeventyr. Three male goats that must outwit a ravaging troll to cross the bridge to their feeding place are the story's heroes. Three billy goats are introduced in the story. They are occasionally referred to as a child, father, and grandfather, but are more frequently referred to as brothers. There is a young goat, a mother goat, and a father goat in other variations. The early English translation by descent had Gruff as their family name. Bruce was used in the original Norwegian text. They must cross a river to get to a meadow or slope on the other side of a stream in the story because there is almost no grass left for them to eat close to where they reside. They must first cross a wooden bridge that is guarded by a terrifying and repulsive troll who, because of his fierce territoriality, eats anyone who attempts to cross the bridge. Trolls have become a staple in modern fantasy. Tolkien fans may remember trolls in The Hobbit. 
While pursuing the Lonely Mountain with Thorin and company, Bilbo Baggins encountered three stone trolls in the Trollshaws in Eridor, Tom, Bert, and William Huggins. They were vagabonds who looted, stole, and killed for what they needed or wanted, like the majority of their kind outside of Mordor. Their age is unknown. They were destroyed by sunlight, which used Gandalf's cunning to turn them into stone. Later, in The Lord of Rings, we were introduced to the Mountain Troll, a very large and for the most part unintelligent creature. They are evil-hearted, and many serve Sauron. It has been said that they were made in mockery of Ents, shepherds of the trees. Many trolls cannot survive sunlight. However, Sauron managed to breed trolls that were unaffected by the sunlight. When the Fellowship traveled through Moria, they found Balin's tomb. They discovered the fate of Balin's colony and stayed too long. They were then attacked by a force of orcs who had brought a cave troll with them. The cave troll looked to have seriously injured Frodo, which threw the rest of the Fellowship into a frenzy and they finally killed it. In 1959, Thomas Dam, a Danish woodworker and fisherman, designed and invented the original troll doll, also known as the Good Luck Troll. He created the toy during a period of financial distress and carved it from wood. Soon the family had started up a new business and Dam earned enough to buy himself a small factory where the dolls were produced in plastic. Dam could not afford a Christmas gift for his young daughter Lila and carved the doll from his imagination. Other children in the Danish town of Goal saw the doll and wanted one. In 2016, DreamWorks Animation released an animated version based on the Troll dolls. Trolls featuring amongst many others the voices of Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake. The film premiered on October 8, 2016 at the BFI London Film Festival and was theatrically released in the United States on November 4th by 20th Century Fox. The trolls are little, vibrant, and incessantly joyful beings who sing, dance, and cuddle all day long. They are found by the enormous, ugly, and miserable creatures Bergens, who think that the only way to be happy is to eat a troll. The Bergens keep the trolls in a caged tree and consume them on the annual holiday known as Trollstice. Although trolls appear in many folk tales from around the world, the Dungeons and Dragons troll is very different from them. In contrast, it was partially influenced by myth and by a troll from Paul Anderson's Three Hearts and Three Lions. This is especially evident in their capacity to regenerate. Their bodies heal wounds incredibly quick, and their vulnerability is fire. They have long noses, rubbery skin that is greenish in color, and they are tall, thin, awkward humanoids with low intelligence. Trolls are a common creature in many advanced Dungeons & Dragons settings. If you search, you will find more than a dozen video games with troll themes, where the trolls are protagonist, and many where they are the antagonist. They range from children's games to games for older teens and adults. Trolls can be found in the Witcher series and the games, they can also be found in the World of Warcraft games and the Diablo series in Game 3. On December 1, 2022, Netflix will begin streaming the most recent Troll movie, with the title being the same. Troll is an upcoming Norwegian monster film. 
deep in the Dover Mountains, something gigantic wakes up after a thousand years in captivity. The creature destroys everything in its path and quickly approaches Oslo. Officials appoint a fearless paleontologist to stop it from wreaking deadly havoc. The trailer is available now. You can find it on YouTube. From music, plays, movies, literature, characters, and other forms of media, trolls are popular. Folklore has made them a part of Norwegian tradition, and the love and fear of trolls has spread around the world. Ella slowly backed into the wreckage of the helicopter, hoping to shield herself from the creature's vision, but that was a mistake. It turned towards the wreckage, where the lights had suddenly stopped flashing and headed in that direction. With each step of its feet, she could feel the ground tremble beneath her. From where she was hiding, she could see its ugly face as it looked down at the mangled remains of the chopper. This thing looked like a hairy, giant man. It had a large, bulbous nose, and its belly was so large that it hung over its groin. When it opened its mouth to let out an angry roar, she saw rows of rotted teeth. Ella couldn't stop staring up at it, and thankfully that saved her life, because she saw it make a fist and rear back. She acted instantly and dove out the other side just before it brought its fist crashing down, smashing the cockpit and those still inside. She scrambled to her feet and made a dead run across the snowy field towards the tree line. She was halfway there when she tripped and fell, landing on top of a warm body. Looking down, she realized she had tripped over Philip. She looked back towards the smashed chopper and the angry beast to see it still pounding the wreck deeper into the snowy mountainside. There was no time to check him for a pulse. Instead, she slapped his cheeks several times roughly. Philip, wake up! She ordered, trying not to be too loud. Philip shook his head and groaned. What happened? He asked. I feel like a mule kicked me in the head. She ordered, We have to get out of here. She began to help Philip to his feet, and she steered him towards the woods, but he almost fell again as he cried out in pain. It's my leg. I don't think it's broken, but something is wrong with it. An angry roar suddenly burst through the air, causing Philip to turn around, seeing the creature for the first time. Is that a troll? He asked, bewildered. I don't know what it is, but it's pissed, and it has already killed three of the others. So we have to get out of here fast, Ella explained in haste. The ground began to vibrate as the ugly creature had spotted them from across the field and began to pursue. With Philip leaning on her for support, they ran as quickly as they could for the woods making it just in time to hide behind a large boulder before the troll could reach them. Hunkering down, Ella heard Philip grimace in pain. She had to get him help. She instinctively reached to her waist where her radio should have been, but it was gone, lost during the crash. Several tall trees began to separate and crack as the troll pushed its way into the forest, letting out another angry roar. Ella watched it from their hiding place. 
Philip was right. As unthinkable as it was, this beast had to be one of the trolls that she had heard about since her childhood. She had always thought that they were just fairy tales, but the proof was right there tearing through the forest. She watched, terrified, as all the stories came flooding back to her. How could this be possible? For something like this to live up here in the mountains all of these years undetected? Could it explain the missing livestock and hikers throughout the years? The monstrous creature had stopped moving and was sniffing the air like a dog during a hunt. It made Ella nervous, and she felt Philip shiver beside her. She knew he was thinking the same thing. They were not safe because this creature had a powerful sense of smell and would soon sniff them out. A growl rumbled from deep within its chest as it turned towards their hiding place without hesitation and bounded forward at a speed it didn't seem capable of. The creature wrapped its fingers around the boulder and it began to lift it into the air as if it weighed nothing. Ella jumped to her feet, pulling Philip up with her. They moved from their spot just as the giant's fist came down right where they had been hiding. Dirt and snow filled the air, making them both choke and cough as they tried to run away. Ella was pulling Philip through the woods when she felt his body be yanked away from her. His screams began to echo through the forest. She turned to reach for him, but he was already gone. She dared to look back long enough to see the troll dangling Philip in front of its face, looking into his eyes before it opened its mouth wide and shoved him inside. When it began to chew, Ella covered her ears and ran as fast as she could. She was running through the forest, stumbling over rocks and foliage with limbs slapping her in the face. She didn't stop until she found a cave. It seemed too small for the troll to enter so she assumed it may be safe. Ducking inside, she grazed her head on a sharp rock, causing her to curse before a trickle of blood ran down her face. The cave was too dark to see, so she dug through her pockets until she found a light stick. She always carried several in her uniform. She quickly opened the package and snapped the plastic cylinder. Its instant glow lit up the cave enough for her to find her way. She could hear the troll lumbering through the forest, sniffing and growling, so she made her way deep inside the cavern, hoping it could not reach her. She could no longer see the cave entrance behind her, and she began to hope that she was safe. That was until she heard the shuffling of feet and what sounded like whispering. She tried to find a place to hide, but it was impossible. There was nowhere to go. Shoving the light stick in her pocket to conceal its light, she flattened herself against the cave wall and stood very still and waited. The whispering grew closer, and she began to make out voices. There was more than one, and as they drew near, she could tell that they seemed to be speaking in French. She pulled the light stick out of her pocket, and the voices were replaced by gasps. Standing there right in front of her, were the three missing hikers. They looked shaken and terrified. When they recognized her uniform, the young woman ran and embraced her, saying merci over and over. Ella didn't speak French, but she knew the woman was saying thank you. She reassured her with a hug back and told them, I am here to help. 
but my team is gone. They seemed to understand as they each nodded their heads in unison. We have to wait here until sunrise. She tried to gesture with her hands as she spoke in hopes they would understand. They just continued to nod, so she sat down on the cave floor and motioned for them to do the same. She had put her fingers to her lips, telling them not to make any noise, but the silence was broken by a roar followed by crumbling rock coming from the cave entrance. The troll was trying to tear its way into the cave. The woman began to cry, and Ella wanted to cry too, but instead she wrapped her arm around her. The crumbling rocks and growling continued, only to stop occasionally to be followed by earth-shaking footsteps from around and above them as the troll tried to find a way into the tiny cave. The cave was beginning to fill with dust and bits of rocks began to crumble from the ceiling. The distance to the cave entrance began to shorten as the troll burrowed its way inside. Ella wanted to move deeper into the cave, but she was afraid that they would become trapped inside forever with no way out. She racked her brains trying to remember the troll tales from her childhood, trying to remember its weakness. All she could remember was that they hated light, but all she had was the tiny glow stick. What the hell, she thought. They would probably die either way. Ella stood and motioned to the other three to stay. When they nodded their understanding, she headed towards the cave entrance. The young woman jumped up and grabbed her arm and tried to stop her. Ella touched her hand and gave it a reassuring squeeze before removing it. The woman looked at her sadly and sat back down by her friends, waiting to see what happened next. Ella didn't have to go far. Most of the cave was rubble now. She walked around one bend, and the faint light lit up the troll's ugly face where it had stuck its head inside. The troll let out a roar of pain and outrage as it yanked its head out of the cave and away from the light. Emboldened by its reaction, Ella stepped bravely forward, holding the light stick before her. The creature stood to its full height and covered its eyes while blindly sweeping its hand in search of Ella. She sidestepped and dodged its grasp, then stepped forward once more. The troll roared again and stepped back, stumbling on its own feet. Its large body crashed to the ground, bringing down trees with it. And as it did, it revealed the sunlight that had begun to sneak across the sky. It was so bright that Ella had to shield her eyes, and as her vision adjusted, the forest grew silent. When she moved her hand, she was standing before a large stone figure that looked very much like the troll. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts such as Destination Terror and Tales from the Break Room. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to 
carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook for information on future episodes. Tune in next week as we discuss Spearfinger, the liver eater from Cherokee folklore. Until next time, stay safe out there, because this world is a strange one.